Hey y'all, it's your girl Mac. Welcome to my podcast. Welcome to my channel. This is Mac Talks Music and Reviews. I do reviews of 90 Day Fiance, um, sometimes <laughs> Love After Lockup. I'm going to be adding in some reviews of music-related shows and documentaries and commentaries. Um, I'm not doing 90 Day Fiance right now because I'm not feeling it. The current season I don't like. Um, but I am excited to be reviewing Love After Lockup. <laughs> um, I am here for the mess. I'm here for the ratchet read. I'm here for the trash. Okay. So, um, I'm so excited it's that. Um, so let's get started. Um, I'm reviewing what should be season four, episode one, but... The producers of this show want to call it season three, episode 35. Does not make any sense, but we're going to go with it because that's what they want. So um, we're introduced to some new couples. And so the first couple I'm going to talk about is Deontay or Dante um, and Nicole. Um, he met her. He well, let me start. Deontay is from Virginia. He's a welder. He was in the Marines, um, which was surprising to hear. Um, but he met Nicole or they met on a prison dating website. And, uh, I never knew these existed before I started watching this show. It is still just, I I don't understand why they even exist, but anyways, excuse me, they have been dating. I put air quotes around that, um, for a year and a half. Now you're going to notice, uh, that the people on this show like to call it dating, but, you know, how can you date somebody whom you haven't spent a lot of time with in person and who has been locked up in prisons? But according to their definition of dating, um, that's what they're doing. <laughs> so anyways, he is engaged to her. He's proposed to her. Um, and she, he's 33. She's 23. She's got a 12 year age gap. Not a big deal, but um, he says he doesn't like materialistic people. Um, though we'll see because she may be materialistic. Um, (laughs) he said he thought he would be married by the time he's 28, but he's 33 now and he's still not married. I'm not sure what his issue is. He's saying that he feels like, okay, I have a house, I have a a car, you know, I have a good job, you know, what's, what's going on. Um, so, um, for some reason he feels like he needs to go on, dating web uh prison dating websites to get girlfriends because he's actually dated well it wasn't dating he was with a, a a a girl previously who had been in prison and he met her online so um and that girl when she came out didn't really want to deal with him took his money and so I'm not sure why he then would go back on the same website and try to meet somebody again in prison I don't get that but that's what he did <laughs> so Deontay's best friend or Dante's best friend comes over. I don't recall his name, but, um, and he's showing him all this stuff that he is going to give Nicole when she gets out of prison, including, um, what he says is a thousand dollars in cash. And part of me did not believe that that was really a thousand dollars in cash. Like I was like, this has to be monopoly money. He's trying to stunt, um, (laughs) because, why would you not just get her a prepaid card or uh, a chime card, right? Something and just put the money on there. Like, why would you get a thousand dollars cash? <laughs> but so I don't know if that was real money, but all the other stuff was real. He's clearly giving her all these things. Um, I think they had a phone call and like her first, the first thing she said was, where's my money at? And 
Um, or do you have my money? And I mean, I don't know. But we're going to see what kind of scammer she is, if she's good at what she's doing. I mean, obviously, she got this guy to propose to her and he's going to be giving her all these things. So she's been effective. But at the same time, I'm like, if you're scamming right, you should be continuing to butter him up. Like, you should be answering the phone. Not that I'm a scammer. I'm trying to give advice. <laughs> but I'm just surprised that usually these people, I've been watching this show since season one. They're like, hey, babe, how are you? Like, they don't just go straight to the point like that. I don't know if they edited that part out where she did say, hey, how are you doing? I don't know. But anyways, so we also, so the friend is just like, yo, you know, you stupid. Um, It sounds like you just bought a white girl, <laughs> which I was like, did he really just say that on national television? But, you know, the friend is trying to be funny. Like, he's on TV. <laughs> he's having his moment. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, he's kind of looking like Boo Boo the Fool right now. But so then he goes to visit his mom and his brother. And, you know, of course, his mom is concerned and she, you know, she doesn't want to see her son get played again because it happened before. And she actually um, lets us know that with the last girl, when the girl came out and, and, you know, he was giving her all this money, that it was so bad to the point where he had to move back in with her. And I'm sitting up there like, so you're telling me (laughs) that he gave this girl so much money that he couldn't pay rent. He couldn't take care of himself. Like, part of me is like, what? How could it get to that point? Like, I don't know. They be saying stuff on this show sometimes. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> you know, I don't like how how do you give somebody so much money that you can't pay rent? You can't take care of yourself that you have to move like that's that seems like a lot. So I, but I mean, she didn't seem to be overdoing it. Maybe that was the case. So um, like I didn't get a vibe that she was lying or making it up or embellishing. So. He he's sitting there and he says to his mom, like, oh, I need to give you I need to tell you the ground rules or you need to act right when she comes. And I was like, "Eh, hold up. You're trying to tell a black mother that about ground rules and that she needs to act right. I was like, sir, I couldn't believe she didn't slap the mess. I mean, you know, that's probably what she was restraining herself. I don't know if after the camera she slapped him, but I couldn't tell my mama that I couldn't be like, oh, mom, when you meet my 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 babe or my boyfriend or whatever. You need to act right. These are the rules. I couldn't say that to her. I I could say, hey, I want you to be nice to him. Please be open or whatever. But I could not say act right. (laughs) I could not say ground rules. You you could see she was getting heated after that. She was trying to hold herself. She didn't want to embarrass him too bad on national television. (laughs) But so then, you know, he says that. The um Nicole told him that oh yeah she would just got on the site to find dudes to get money from obviously, but like he's one in a million and he's different and it looked like he really believed that and so I you know I don't know I don't know what's really up with Deonte or Dante I'm not sure if he's not aware that just like there's men that play women there's women that play men like I don't know if he doesn't realize that you know when you don't protect yourself as a person or you don't use wisdom and who you deal with that you can get um taken advantage of I you know he seems old enough to be aware of that I don't know if he's just playing a role you know because I know there have been actors on this on these shows but I'm just like did he not I don't know. It, it just, I'm like, it seems like he might've actually believed that. And so, um, and then he has his brother there and his brother is sitting there. He's just looking at him, listening. And, you know, I felt bad for his brother cause his brother's 16, you know, he's 33. So he, 
he should kind of be a good example for his brother. And like, obviously, okay, he has a career. He's a welder. Um, you know, that's a trade, and those people do make decent money. He has his own place. He is taking care of himself, and that's good. That's a good example. But, you know, at the same time, he's kind of letting himself get run over by this inmate, you know, somebody who's not really doing anything with their life. They're in prison. So it's like I was like I felt bad for him because he's pretty much watching his brother um, clown on national television, you know, put on his clown shoes and embarrass himself. So I felt a little bad for his brother. But um, he claims he tells his mom that he spent maybe 20K on her. And the mom is gets this is like the the straw that breaks the camel's back. She's through at that point. T H O. She's through, and she's like, "What on what? what? You know?" And I don't really take heed into these numbers. They, you know, every season they have people give these exorbitant numbers of money that they've sent these people, and I don't. I often don't believe it. I don't. I can believe they sent them some money, but I don't really ever believe that it's um, in the the five figures like that. <laughs> so. Um, so that's that's Dante or Deante and Nicole. We'll see what happens with them. Next, I'm going to talk about Ray and Brittany. So Brittany, um, she's from Houston, Texas. She is telling us that she came from a middle class background and she's bougie. She uses the term bougie. <laughs> um, you know, it's interesting that she uses that term. I mean, I often only use that term in jest, right? I don't ever use it in seriousness, <laughs> but... Um, the women that I've met who people might attach that term never call themselves that. Like, it's just evident in how they act and how they behave. And like, I don't even like the implication of what bougie is supposed to mean. That's why I never use it in seriousness. So I was a little surprised that she even said that, (laughs) you know, she, if she had said, I like nice things or I act a certain, like I would, you know, but anyways, I found that a little, like, I was like, are you serious when you say that? (laughs) But anyways, um, you know, they're trying to set up this idea that this is a girl that comes from a middle class background and she's bougie. I'm putting air quotes around that, but she's with an inmate. So she met this guy, Ray, on uh, I think she said social media, but or maybe she might have said Facebook. Um, I think she did say Facebook and they've been again. She was a term dating for nine months um, now. A lot of us can attest to this. There are people sometimes random. If you don't have your account on private, random guys will inbox you. Um, I've never had an inmate do that. I don't accept rent friend requests from random people, so I don't. <laughs> but I've known girls who do get messages from um, random guys and they'll say they're in prison. So I have been told that by a friend before, but obviously she didn't continue talking to him like that or whatever. And um, she says that he messaged her and then he told her she was on lockdown and she was like, what do you mean? And then they video chatted and she saw, you know, the background and everything that he was in prison. And I'm like, okay, so why did you keep talking to him? And she didn't answer that. (laughs) And I'm like, there's no way the producers didn't ask her that. But she kept talking to him. And a lot of times um, it seems like with these women, and we've seen that on this show, it's because the guy is really physically attractive to them. And I get that that's a pull. But then we see Ray and Ray is not that good. Listen, I don't like to tell people's looks, but for me to think that a woman is going to overlook you having a job, you having money, you being established, usually it's because the dude is banging, you know, and, but when I looked at him, I was like, okay, why did you keep talking to him? Like, I still don't understand (laughs) because he wasn't gorgeous. I'm not like, usually if the guy's really good looking, then I'm like, I'm not saying it's justified or that I would do it, but I'm, I'm trying to understand why you would do that. 
and usually I'm like, okay, he's good looking, then I'm thinking that's why she's doing it. <laughs> but anyways, um, he's been in prison for four years. Um, oh, I forgot to say um, Nicole from Dante and Nicole. She's been in prison for four years as well. He's in prison for a possession with intent to sell. So he was um, probably out here either working for a drug dealer at, or he was a drug dealer himself. Just, you know, but and so um, we find out Brittany is talking to her friends. She says that she hasn't told her family. Um, apparently. She was in an abusive relationship and it got so bad that, you know, that she had the guy arrested. She called the police. She had him arrested and he's doing he's done time or doing time for abusing her. And um, her family, because of what she went through, um, they are very cautious and hesitant about the men she dates. Now, I don't know if this is her first. She didn't indicate or let us know if this is her first relationship after that or not. So she didn't give us like background about what the time limit has been since she was in a um this relationship now I don't know if that's why she's talking to this guy because she feels like maybe she doesn't want to get it back out there she's afraid or she's hesitant I don't know if she feels like okay because he's in prison I was able to get to know him and not do, like I don't know it could be that she feels like maybe she's afraid to go back out there or she, she feels safer talking to somebody in this way or she feels more control because obviously when you're in an abusive situation, you, you could probably feel out of control when somebody is, you know, harming you and trying to keep control what you're doing. Like a lot of times the abuser is controlling. So maybe she felt like she had more control. I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out because I'm not seeing why she's dealing with this dude. So she's hesitant to tell her parents. And um, so she's going to tell them and let them know we will see. Um you know, again, what, what, what happens with this? So then the next couple, um, let me talk about Stan and Lisa first, because Josh and Courtney and Rachel and Doug were the most interesting couples to me. So let me talk about Stan and Lisa. Um, cause I feel like they were the least interesting. I mean, they were cool, but they weren't as interesting as the other couples. So Stan, um, is from St. Louis and he claims to be worth 2.3 million. Maybe that's true. Um, <laughs> and I don't know. His wife passed. Um, I think somebody online was like, he's 68, but I could have sworn he said 75. So, cause he may be 68 going on 75. Listen, <laughs> cause I was like 65. He should look better than this. If he's 65, <laughs> you know, I think it was 75, but anyways, his wife passed and he claims that he's dated up to 125 women. Now, listen, that's another thing. I don't know. I feel like Stan was out here fibbing, but not because a man can't possibly meet that many um, women. I'm not going to say that, but I think that, okay, we'll get to that because he met, um, he met Lisa on Seeking Arrangement, which if you don't know, is a sugar baby website. So <laughs> sugar babies, people looking for sugar babies, looking for sugar daddies. Um, so like I, once I heard that, I was like, okay, it is possible that he's dated 125 because, you know, women on that site are looking for a certain type of man. And so and he, they're looking for some type of woman. So maybe he's dated a bunch of those chicks. Um, cause it, anyways, <laughs> so he's saying that he's been on all these dates, but it hasn't been much substance. 
Um, I'm a little surprised that somebody who was in a marriage for a long time, whose wife passed, is out here dating so many women. You would think he would just want to lock one person down. But um, he says that he, he does want to be with one person, but he would rather be with a younger woman because he's saying sex is better with them. The older women have body problems and all this. And, you know, it, it's just a very stereotypical thing to say. And it's like, okay, <laughs> you know, whatever, sir. <laughs> Anyways, so um, I just want to say that he, that's, this is why I question if he's worth 2.3 million because he's claiming that he has, you know, two, net worth is not the money in the bank. Net worth is the, the value of what, you know, you're attached to your business is whatever. So maybe he has a million dollars in the bank. Maybe he has 700 K in the bank. I don't know, but you're telling me that you're at least probably a six figure earner, maybe seven figure but you can't afford a better hairpiece, sir. When I, like, <laughs> I mean, first of all, don't be afraid to go bald. You know, if you're balding on the top, it's okay for a man to let that go. Some men are able to rock a bald head. Number two, you want me to believe that you're worth 2.3 million, but you cannot go and get hair plugs, hair implants. You cannot go and have somebody design a more realistic looking wig and it can be done i've seen it there are man weaves out here there are barbers who do man weaves um for black and white men i've seen black and white men on youtube videos i'm just like this is amazing where the barber created a hairpiece and it looks natural and they put it on their head so i'm like so you so you want us to believe <laughs> you trying to get over on us and tell us you're worth all this money but you cannot afford to invest in making your hair at least look natural stop it stop it we are not stupid (laughs) so he again says that he's been dealing with her for a year and a half now he's the only person out of all these people that has actually dated this person for real he went he met the girl on seeking arrangement and then um they did meet out in the real world and they smashed which um at first before i realized that it was uh he met her on a sugar baby site i was like she's smashing dudes on the first date and then when i heard he met her on a sugar baby site i was like okay that makes sense so (laughs) She, um, but then he didn't hear from her. So then he gets like a message or a call or something saying that she's in prison and he decided to keep dealing with her because he, I guess he was tired of dating or whatever. So now she's going to come out. He's telling his friends and his friends are very funny. Um, his one friend is like, oh yeah, I think I dated her grandma. (laughs) And, um, he's like, oh, she looks healthy. And I, you know, I don't know if he's trying to imply that she looked, um, thick or like full figure which she kind of did a little bit but the 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 picture was only from the waist up so I couldn't fully tell I couldn't see her whole figure but she looked pretty much slim to me um so so his friends he, he she calls him and um she tells him that you know, he's with his friends and he showed them her picture and she's like, oh, you know, I don't really look like that anymore. I'm looking like my brother. And I'm like, why would you tell him that? Like, I don't understand why she said that. Again, I'm not sure about the scammers this season. <laughs> like the dudes seem to be doing the scamming a little better than the females because like, I mean, I guess she wanted to be honest, but like you can still play it off. I don't know anyway. So, she, um, and I mean, plus, like, we've seen some of these girls come out of prison looking looking cute. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm not sure how, but not all of them look rough. So, I mean, but anyways, so um, 
the friends are like, oh, we look forward to meeting you. And you can kind of tell that one of the friends, <laughs> I wish I was like doing a, a video because, or on camera, because one of the friends did this old man pose with the leg out. <laughs> it was funny, but you can tell he's the friend that, the, the one that was like, oh, I think I dated her grandma, who's kind of like, He's going to tell the truth. He's going to crack some jokes. The other friend seemed like he's the type where he's going to talk about you behind your back, but he's not going to say nothing to your face. Like when he's on the phone with your other friends, he's going to be like, yeah, he's stupid. He look real dumb. But in your face, he's not going to say nothing. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I hope that we get to see more of his friends because uh, they are funny. I also hope we get to see more of Deontay or Dante's friend as well um, because I can see the two of the, those three are going to be hilarious for us. So I hope we see more of them. Now... Okay, let me move on to the the most interesting couples. Um, let me talk about Rachel and Doug. So, Rachel is in Michigan, uh, Rachel and Doug. And I just want to say this first, even though this is not that important. Um, Rachel is 4'10", and Doug is 6'5". Nobody, I, I watched some of the reviews and nobody mentioned that. And I know it's not a big deal, but, like, that's a big height difference. <laughs> when she showed the picture, this woman was up to this man's, like, torso, almost his navel. <laughs> I was like, wow. Um, so anyways, now next, she's an engineer. She's been in the Marines. She says she follows the rules, but she loves bad boys. Now, um, okay. <laughs> she says she likes bad boys. Um, and she also, she says that she, she likes, um, sounds like she likes rough sex. And she wants a man that can give that to her. Um, and seems to think that only men who have been in prison or committed crimes can do that. I I mean, I doubt <laughs> that that's the case, but hey, you know, teach their own. Um, Doug, I just realized I didn't, oh, I'm sorry. I just realized I didn't say what Brittany was in prison for. I actually don't know. Oh, yes. Possession of narcotics. She's been in prison for four years as well. Well, no, not possession of narcotics. No, actually, I take that back. I don't know why Lisa was in prison. Oh, selling drugs. There you go. <laughs> selling drugs. She's a trap queen. Um, I don't know how long she's been in prison. Okay, anyways, let me get back to Rachel and Doug. Doug has been in prison for 11, 11 years. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and he's 28 years old. So he's been in prison since he was a teenager. Ooh, child. Um, <laughs> And... He got arrested he's for um doing a home invasion when he was 17 and then he did a drive-by. You know, <laughs> we've had some people, most of the people on this show usually um were in prison for robbery or drugs, selling drugs, something drug-related. There haven't been a lot of people on this show, really, or any, who were convicted of violent crimes. And I think they do that on purpose because, they, you know, we're not going to really want to hear from somebody who's done things who have harmed who has harmed anyone but this guy did a home invasion and a drive-by um it doesn't sound like anyone died right but home invasion means that there were people in the house <laughs> and that they threatened people drive-by means he intended to harm somebody um this girl's taking a huge risk this guy could be violent because his crimes are violent <laughs> in, in you know okay so and he's been incarcerated for 11 years um, he's pretty, probably pretty much mentally a child. If he's 28 and he's been in prison for 11 years, he's been in prison since he was a teenager. He's never lived as an adult on the outside. Um, Rachel has dated, this is the third convict she's dated. I, yeah. Um, she married him in prison 10 months into their relationship. 
And, (laughs) but in spite of her saying that she feels like, um, these types of men, men who are criminals give, um, the type of sex she wants, she has not slept with him. Michigan does not allow conjugal visits, the state of Michigan. And I was like, that's tough. That's tough. If you've been married to somebody, I just think considering that she's saying that this is so important to her, I'm surprised that she, um, you know, is taking that kind of risk. Um, but, (laughs) um, well, she technically they have had sex, but in a different way. So anyways, so she allowed, uh, his son came to live with her. Um, the mother, the, the biological mother, they say she has some severe drug problems, not surprised. Um, I am surprised that she took this boy in. Apparently at first he was just visiting her on the weekends, which I'm like, okay, so that means there is another adult. I, you know, that was watching him. So I'm like, okay, clearly Doug does have a parent, sibling, some kind of family member or family member of the, the mother that was watching this child. So why is she now taking care of them? I think, I think she said he's been staying with her full time because of the pandemic. But part of me is like, what? <laughs> no, like you, he could have still went back to, I mean, unless, I don't know. So that, that didn't fully, I was like, but anyways um the the boy is 12 years old and um at first I was at first I was like oh he don't like her he's disrespectful because like she was asking him hey can you come outside and he was like don't bother me right now or something like that and I was like "Mm, (laughs) no this this is not we, we don't have a problem with him but then um you know, she finally, she told him like, you know, put, put the, put the video game down. I need to talk to him at first. He wasn't listening and then he put it down. And so then she asked him, how do you feel about your dad coming home? And, um, you know, his head is kind of down and, you know, I'm, he's, um, he's just saying he's excited and she's letting him know, you know, your dad might have rules. And he's like, you know what? I know that, but I'm willing to follow it because I want to have a relationship with him. But like, I am going to be mad at him. I'm going to punch him in the stomach for not being there to take care of his kid. But I'm going to hug him after that. And, you know, I just want us to be a family. I just want us to be spending time with my father. And that's when I realized, okay, he's not, he's not like a misbehaving kid from what we're seeing right now. He's just, you know, his mother is not healthy. His dad is in jail. Um, He wants to have a relationship with his father. Um, And I feel for him because um, he, his mother's an addict. His dad's in jail. He had probably, I don't know if either of the parents' family members have been responsible or given him any stability. I mean, he's getting stability from this girl, Rachel, so I would imagine he must like her because she's giving him a normal experience, but she's not his biological mother and father. Um, So um, then Rachel's friends come over and, you know, she's telling them, you know, what's up and... um, you know, they, they're saying, listen, it ain't gonna work out. <laughs> it ain't gonna work out. Um, I also forgot to say that I think that part of why he was looking down and stuff, you know, he's, he, you're putting a 12 year old on, on camera. That kind of was uncomfortable for me. This child is already, um, dealing with the fact that he has a, a mother who's a drug addict and then his father's in prison and he hasn't really gotten to spend that much time with his parents. This guy's been in jail for 11 years. So he must've gotten this girl pregnant you know, right when they were 19, 20, and then he would go to jail. So has this boy only visited his father in prison? Is that the only time he spent time with him? Like, I mean, my goodness. So 
you know, after all that, now you're putting a camera in his face. You know, like, I'm amazed that he didn't pop off. <laughs> you know, he really, he knew how to act. So I think possibly there has been a family member of either of these, of the parents who has, you know, taught him how to act and behave because um, he, he didn't act inappropriate. He wasn't rude. He wasn't disrespectful. Like, he knew how to express himself and speak even though he wasn't making eye contact. I know why, because the cameras were there. And that's why part of me is like, why do you have this little boy um, with a camera in his face, you know? But anyways, so Josh calls her and um, the way he's talking to her is kind, it's, it's aggressive. Like it's kind of aggressive and it was a little troubling to hear. And, but when the camera's on her face, she's kind of like, I guess she didn't want to fully just smile in her friend's face. So she's trying to like hide it or screw up her face, but she's like getting off on this. Like she is enjoying the way he's talking to her, even though it kind of is, <sighs> it's and kind of disrespectful. And, um, she says that he told her, Oh, you're going to marry me. He didn't ask her. He was like, you're marrying me. And, um, she says she likes that he's a little bossy or controlling it turns around or something like that. And I'm like, okay, listen, um, if you're into that in the bedroom, that's your business. Everybody has, you know, the things that they like and turn them on. But, but I don't know if it's okay if that goes beyond the bedroom, if somebody is being controlling. I mean, you know what, get your life. That's what she wants, <laughs> but not for me. Um, so now Josh and Courtney, this is the other most interesting couple. So... Courtney was a correction, corrections officer. She met Josh while she was working as a corrections officer in the prison that he was um, incarcerated in. And he, Josh went to jail at 18 years old. He's now 29 or 28 or 29 and she's 30. She says she's been married three times already, or this is her third time getting married. Um, and... She married him six months into their relationship. Now, when she she was first, um, when they first started talking, she would come to the prison where she worked. Like, she would come off and then go and visit him, put a wig on so that her coworkers didn't recognize her. And I'm sitting there like, but you had the same face, though. <laughs> like, why would you... Why would you think that they wouldn't recognize you? Like, that's like, like, part of me is like, I've gone to work with different hairstyles and they still knew it was me. So I was like, girl, what in the, what in the world's dumbest criminals? Like, you, <laughs> I can't. But anyway, she said she was able to get away with that for eight weeks. But I'm like, hold up. Nobody recognized you for two months? <laughs> then I was like, well, they were slacking because <laughs> how did they not? But anyway, so then... Um, she got caught and they fired her, of course, and they arrested her. Now, she said she didn't know, she knew it was against the rules, but she didn't realize it was a law. And, um, she also mentioned that what got her interested in him was when she went in his, um, cell and she found some letters that he'd written, not letters, but just journal entries of him saying that he felt alone and he felt like nobody cared about him. And I mean, that's understandable that an 18 year old, you know, going into prison, maybe if his family's not visiting him or seeing him, we don't know if he was a foster care kid or what, 
you know, that's that's understandable that he would say that. And I and that was sad to hear. And she said she identified with that. But I'm I'm a little confused because she didn't give us a timeline on when they met. So I wasn't sure if when she met him, he was 18 or he was 19 or 20. Like, I wasn't sure if she just got with this dude in the last two years, three years, or if this was 10 years ago. When, you know, when they when he was 19 and she was 20, I didn't get a clear understanding of if she's been dealing with this man for 10 years. But then I'm like, can't be because she said she's been married two times. So I'm not sure how long they've been together. I know she said they got married six months into their relationship, but I don't know how long they've been together or how old they the both of them were when they first started dealing with each other. And also when they got married. Um, he proposed to her by getting a tattoo of her face and saying, will you marry me? Now I was like, hold up. When I seen the picture, I said, somebody in prison did that. <laughs> I was disturbed and impressed at the same time because the photo looked like her. Like, I was like, yo, you got some talent. <laughs> this man, whoever it is that did that tattoo in prison is talented. Like, this is why people got to get themselves together because that, that man could be out being a full on tattoo artist and getting money because that prison tattoo was that was well done. <laughs> I mean, he did the girl's face on the man's arm. I mean, that was impressive, I must say. <laughs> but anyways, it was impressive, the person who did it. It's not impressive that he did that. Like, that's crazy. That is crazy. <laughs> but it's also, it's, it's impressive whoever was able to do that. They're talented. So, especially for the fact that they weren't doing it with regular tools and with the tools sterilized like I'm amazed that these people don't get infections <laughs> with these prison tattoos but anyways um when they got married apparently they had a double proxy of two individuals who stood in their place which I didn't know that could be done I was like really okay <laughs> so um he's not gonna be able to um stay with her after he gets out because she's still on probation um, he's just going to be able to quarantine with her for the 14 days. But then after that, they're going to require him to go live with someone else. Um, I forgot to mention that she had got sentenced to 60 days in jail and she's got two years of probation that she's still on as of when this was recorded. Um, but I saw that um, somebody whose reviews I listened to, her name is Jay Lee. The channel is Jay Lee's Corner. Um, she said that the girl commented under a video when she did like, when we saw the preview, um, a month or two, uh, a little while ago, she did a video going over the preview, the preview trailer. And she said the girl commented. And so I went and I looked for it and I found it. And she was like, Oh, this is Courtney from the court, Josh and Courtney couple. Um, a lot of people like, you're going to see when the show comes out that I, I went to jail, but I didn't go to jail for being with Josh. Um, I'm y'all going to find out what I really went to jail for. And she was like, I'm crazy. And I was like, what? <laughs> well, we could see you a little off. <laughs> we could see that. But. Um, yeah, that, so we'll see what happens. And that's a first watching this show. I have not actually seen any of the, you know, the seasons, any of the people comment under somebody's review video and say something like that. So, um, you know, we will see. So then. Um, she goes to see a, a, a police, uh, a lawyer and, you know, she's saying, you know, is there anything I can do as far to get him to be able to parole to me? And the lawyer's just like, listen, that it's up to their discretion. It's in their hands. Um, so then be again, because, um, she is on probation and, you know, she got fired. She cannot, 
um, step foot on the prison property. So she goes and she brings her friend and her friend's going to pick him up and then bring come back um, to meet to meet um, for them to see each other. I was a little confused because I was like the friend the um Courtney was driving and the friend got out the car but then the friend she got out her car to hide because she wanted she wanted to surprise him and the friend drives up so I'm like the friend get out and get in her vehicle <laughs> whose vehicle is this <laughs> but it, or did she did she let the girl drive and then she just sat over there like I was confused but anyways <laughs> so um she is going to meet him in a pickle suit because they have some kind of inside joke with, oh, I'm I'm a big deal. Um, and she thinks that's cute. But I'm like, why would you not want to look cute or look attractive, like, you know, for your man that you haven't seen? Like, I mean, listen, I don't know if that was her idea, if it was the producers, but you couldn't pay me enough to do that. Um, if I'm if I'm seeing my man for the first time in a while or, or at all, I'm going to look good. Like, I'm not going to be in no pickle suit. <laughs> that's not, I, I doubt he's going to find that sexually attractive. But anyways, so, or maybe, you know what? Let me take that back. Everybody has their, never mind. I have no idea. Um, so, um, that's about it. The only thing I do want to say is, um, she also said that she at one point didn't fix her hot water heater so that she could send him money. I don't know if that's true. And I'm just kind of like, I'm wondering why has this woman given up so much to be with this person? Like, this doesn't make sense. Who out here has given up? Um, a stable job with probably uh, benefits and maybe a pension. <laughs> Why would you do that for no man? Like, especially for a man that's broke. Listen, the only way I'm giving up a job is if the man makes good money. If I don't have to work, right? Like, if if I if he's making enough money that it's really you know decent money, six figures, ninety k, six figures, um, and I don't have to worry, and I can just have my business and do my thing and keep my money and save it, invest, have a you know. That's the only way that is why like to to quit a good job. <laughs> like so I'm I'm confused. <laughs> Unless she has an inheritance um and she can live off family money. Like I don't understand. Why would you break up why would you go broke <laughs> to be with like wish I how y'all supposed to live? <laughs> but anyways, that's that's um the first episode of what should be season four um of Love After Lockup. Um hopefully this is gonna be a good season. It seems like it's off to a good start. So thank you for listening guys, subscribe to the channel. Um, wherever you're listening, you can also subscribe if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, um, or Spotify, you know, so, um, thank you for listening. Bye.